That kind of nerd. Let's start the show with comics, movies, and technology. Here we go, bringing you the segments that you're looking for, like Cape Talk screen to stream, tech perspective, and more. Cast this nerd degree and the blockbuster. Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by the one, the only, Brian Thornton. You know, I'm running out of ways to screw with you during the intro. I don't like it. I can't think of We've been doing this for too long. I can't think of more ways to screw with you. Maybe. Just- and I know in saying this, this is a way of screwing with Correct. you. Correct, yes. But this is probably the final way. I was going to say that, that next like, week next you can't be like, we record, I'm running out of ways to screw Yeah. I just got to say hi. Yeah. Like, it's upsetting. It took, I, I don't I, want to say No, hi. I want you to know, it took 277 canonical episodes, right? Because there's also... Listeners, if you know of other ways I can screw up this intro for <laughs> CJ, please, please let me know. Go to the That Kind of Nerd Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you, whatever you desire. Shoot me a duet, stitch, no bones day, whatever. And <laughs> tell me how I can screw with this intro. Um, I would really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I, I would like, now I would to, like to reflect, though, that uh, the day that we were recording this Saturday, it is a bones day. So it is a bones day. It is a bones it day. Is a bones so day. The, yes. y- y- the intro should be good. Uh, I mean, I feel like this intro is fantastic. I, I, think it's good. I don't know about you. Well, you know what, Brian? Let's let's talk about something uh, that, that went on uh, <laughs> in the Nerdy Week. Uh, and that is DC had its FanDome event, which may oh, have... Oh, we're just diving right in. Oh, you don't want to tease me oh, a little no, bit. You no, just no. want to go right it in. It has a ridiculous name. FanDome is stupid. But you know what? It, it really begs the question, I think it's what's going on in the world of comics? How is it affecting TV? How is it affecting movies? But most of all, how is it affecting Brian? Gentlemen. Time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Creamy. I know. I'm excited. I'm amped. I'm amped You're because amped. we got okay. a wonderful trailer for the Batman. You're going to start right off. Let, with the, you're just going right. There's no. Well, at least buy me drinks first. You know, like you're going to start with the best and then like you're going to go down I have been accused from there. for years of burying the lead. Years I've been accused. For burying the lead. We're starting I mean, I right up front. Care. With it. I mean, first off, I mean, this is all pretty important to me. Secondly, I do need to comment. I don't think fandom's a bad name. It's a completely, it's a play on the word fandom. They're in a dome. No. Granted, it's a CGI dome. That's the problem. Whatever. It's fine. It's still a dome, whether the dome exists or not. And the dome could exist. It just probably is green screen. I'm not, it's a green screen. I'm not dome. debating the existence of a dome. All right. I want it's to, so here's the it's thing. It's a fine I, name. I have been on record since the announcement. Robert Pattinson gonna be fucking great. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I was I was yeah. bought in from the beginning, especially after being so wrong about Batfleck. I realized, hey, maybe I should just shut the hell up when it comes to my knee jerk reaction. You recorded to more castings. podcasts where you just do nothing but talk. Uh, true. Uh, I I I will <laughs> listen. I'm gonna let you talk about this in a moment, but I I'm really intrigued about. Peace. This movie, uh, I think Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, uh, looks like it's going to be a, a nice development. I think that character arc is going to have a whole lot going on. I, uh, Colin Farrell as the, the Penguin, who had a really great bit in this movie. I mean, just imagine you're driving. You just committed a crime. You're driving down the road. You think you got away with it. You see that explosion, and boom, that fucking car comes out. How do you not just shit your pants? 
that looks really great. And I always forget the name of the the, the gentleman who's going to be playing the Riddler in this movie who has been in – Paul a, Dano. He's been in a million things, and every time I see him, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I am so excited for this. But now I want to get your perspective as the the – I mean, your freaking initials are B-A-T. From the Batman himself, I want to know what you thought about this trailer. It's fine. I don't think that was intentional. I don't think when I was no, being I named, think your that, father that, that, very slyly did not tell your your mom that your initials were going to be B A T. That was a a well, sly move I by mean, Papa Thornton. Papa Thornton listens. He can absolutely confirm or deny <laughs> uh, any of that. Um, my yeah. So my my reactions. Um, I'm. Let me see. Um, so I've been on record multiple times. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've always wanted to see Detective Batman. Like, I feel like Batman is always at his best when we get to see how smart he is and see him piece things together. And, you know, because every single movie really highlights the the action spectacle piece of Batman, we don't get Detective Batman a lot. In this movie, it, it really seems like it's just it, – and it's it's not because we saw him do any detecting in the trailer. It's just the vibe, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's that seven vibe. That I'm getting from this movie, and if that's if that's the route we're going, and if everything Matt Reeves says is true, I am I am here for it. Um, but let's talk about what we saw in the trailer. Uh, yeah, Zoe Kravitz looks great. Um, I'm really happy to finally get a, a, a Catwoman who I, I don't know. I, it feels like we just like Batman, we're always always only seeing the like just one kind of dimension of Catwoman, and she seems way more. Um, I don't want to say three dimensional, but like more it, it fleshed seems out. Like we're she she more, seems like a real person. more fleshed out yeah. version of Catwoman, right? Like, and and I don't know if this is the vibe that you got from the trailer. I got the vibe from the trailer that like she she and Bruce they they know who each other are, and and they're already kind of in that cat and bat game that they like to play of you know, hey, I'm gonna steal some shit. You may not like it, but you know, we're we're gonna make out at the end of it type of thing. Um, and I'm here for it with like every other version of, of the Catwoman Batman story is building up to that. I don't, I don't get to see that part of it already kind of fleshed out. So I think it's going to be really great. I don't know how, I don't know how integral to the story she's going to be. I don't know. I don't know anything about this movie and I'm really happy that I don't. No, and I agree. This, this trailer did the thing that a trailer is supposed to do, which is give me the vibe, right? And I agree with you. This while there was a lot of action in this vibe, uh, in this in this trailer, right? Things blow up. I mean, there's the chase, there's the arrests. Uh, I I am still getting that detective thing, right? I'm still still getting that right. that vibe from them. And when it comes to the Selena Kyle relationship, I, I think she isn't full Catwoman yet. And it and no offense to Tim Burton, but <laughs> it doesn't feel overly sexualized yet. It was. It was a different take. Let, let's face it. The, the Tim Burton Batman is a very different version of the character. Not even a really comic book accurate version of the character, if I recall. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it is overly sexualized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, where not overly sexualized, it just was laying the groundwork right for for us to hopefully finally get this character right you know like i think Anne hathaway did great i just don't think she worked well in that story i agree you know what i mean yes um she felt out of place whereas i think with this it's a year two story if we're gonna again i don't know what the story is which is fine yeah 
but it, it seems like it's going to be very mob heavy and it's going to be, you know, a little serial killery with the Riddler. And that's an environment that Catwoman fits into way more than the uh, <laughs> upheaval of the, the League of Shadows and, 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 you know, m- minor militia that Bane, you know, put together and took over. Say so she seems so out of place in that story. As much as I do enjoy the Dark Knight Rises, she just did not fit in. Where I think this version is going to fit in, it's going to be a natural part of the story. It's going to work. Like, it's going to make sense when she's at a party hosted by Penguin trying to steal something. It's going to make sense other rather than, you know... Her role in Dark Knight more, Rises. More importantly, I, I think they have a, a, a relationship, and it's it, it's I don't know from the again we're all going off of vibes. And we're hope we're going on hope on this one. But what I did notice was because there's so many, and this is always a fear, right? There's so many characters in this movie. I mean, there are there are mm-hmm. so many characters in this movie. How do you feel you can do all of that justice? And I feel like this but is doing a the thing. good job of balancing, like you said, that detective vibe means we can get to <clears throat> rule, see a suspect, know a little about him, rule him in, rule him out, but keep an eye on him, right? That we can do mm-hmm. these vignettes and, 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 you know, different parts of their relationships. And the thing about it is this, like, what you got to, first off, the best Batman stories are the ones with multiple villains. And not mm-hmm. multiple villains, oh, we're going to team up to take down the Batman. And that's right. always been the problem, yes. right? Like. You know, I, I enjoy Batman Returns, but like, okay, Penguin and Catwoman are all right, especially that version of Penguin. Don't believe for a second that they're going to work together, right? You know, t- let's have Two Face and Riddler work together. Why? For reasons. Like, <laughs> like it seems like we're just trying to correct, like shove this like dynamic in. The best Batman stories are the Batman stories where he has a great Rogues Gallery, and we highlight that Rogues Gallery. But you know what? At the end of this movie, I will not be surprised if Penguin's still at large. Correct. It seems like he's he is um, one of these mobsters who's very ingrained in the government. So Batman's not taking down Penguin in this movie. Penguin may be prevalently featured, but Penguin's just going to kind of float in and out and maybe be integral into the mob element of it. Right. Catwoman has is, is never been, you know, a character where, oh, at the end, we're going to throw Selina Kyle and Arkham, right? So, like... Riddler is going to be your main villain. And like when you look at like stories like The Long Halloween where, you know, it's a detective story and it features like 18 different rogues. And yes, you can do that a lot easier in comic books than you can in a two and a half, three hour movie, which this movie is supposed to be close to three hours, by the way. Um, It's it's always like, hey, here's an issue with the Joker and now he's gone. And then here's an issue with it. And like but like we have the overarching story. But, you know, we're, we're dealing with these, like, kind of fantastical villains at the same time. Those are the best Batman stories. I, I think what this really gives me vibes of is the Batman animated series, right? And what... Sure. What, what fe- and the, tem- the, the 90s and, and 80s Batman, right, fell into the trope of, here are your villains, and at the end of the story, they're all caught and all in jail. Everything that's wrapped up right. in a bow. Right. And then the next right. movie will do a new thing or dead. Right. And the Batman animated series had several episodes of, listen, there's a lot of evil happening going on right now. I have to pick which one is the one I have to take care of. Right. I'll do my investigation. I'll do the detective. I'll f- solve that crime. And next time I'm coming for the other one, which is in real life. Right. You look at you look at real life 
I can't go after the drug kingpin. I got to get the other guy first, right? You, you got to right, take your that's, time. But that's kind of the point, right? The point is Gotham is so far gone. Right. Right? Like you're not going to fix it overnight. Correct. You, 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 you're not going to fix it in three hours and then everybody lives happily ever after. The end of this movie is going to be very much like, hey – Great job getting the Riddler, but there's still all this other crap going on. Yeah. So, you know, good luck, you know, type of thing. And and that's how it should be. Right. That's that's how what Batman is. And that and that's how you tell a good Batman story is because if everybody is in jail or dead or in Arkham or what have you, then there is no need for a Batman. Batman doesn't need to exist anymore because he's fixed it. The problem's solved, right? You know, Batman's not the guy who's just like, oh, I'm gonna He's not Spider-Man. And right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how I love about Spider-Man. He's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to take care of the, the bank robbers down the street while I wait for the next big thing. Right. He is, I am trying to change this city and the corruption in this city. Yeah. That goes all the way deep into the roots of this city, of, of the founding of it, right? Yeah. So, like, it's it's a never-ending battle. So you have to have that feeling for him. So other things that I did like in this movie, uh, or in this trailer, I should say. Trailer. Uh, scene. Some of the the actual hand to hand combat, the you know, seeing how guns are uh, bullets are flying off of the suit, right, and seeing something in there, mm. and the suit is awesome. And someone else had pointed out uh, that the the bat symbol on his uniform looks like it's made out of guns. Two guns. It's, like, it's made out of gunmetal. Which, yeah. which you know, the speculation is were those the guns who killed his parents? I don't really care about that part, but it's a really freaking cool design to say. Hey, again, rooted in some kind of real world thing. It looks like a bat, but like it's guns and like seeing some of the stuff that they have. They also acknowledge the fact that the guy the guy wears makeup under the under the mask. Okay, he's wearing yeah. the eyeshadow. Deal well, with and that. That's been in the first trailer, and that's fine. Right, good. Who cares? Keep it. Who cares? It, Go it watch fine. that Batman movie with Michael Keaton where he rips off the cowl and suddenly that makeup's gone. I'm I well care. aware what they did in the Tim Burton. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. So, but you and your continuity anyway, bullcrap it, care. It looks it looks really good. Uh, there are some elements of this that uh, are super dark and gritty, dark and gritty, dark and gritty, but also some stuff that are just like, hey, this is real life. Like this is this is how that situation would be. And here's a little of that romance that you're looking for out of a comic book movie, and it. it from the trailer seems to be balancing that line of, hey, I want to make cool looking movie, but also I want to like keep you engaged the entire time. I'm very interested in this movie and I, I am excited for it to come out. When do we get to see this movie? When does this become March my reality? Of 2022. Not soon enough. All right. Let's turn no. to. Oh, no. March of 2023? No. Not that far. Hang on. Because now. No, like, you're right. I know it said it was while. in production at the end of the trailer, right? No, no, that was the end of the first trailer. It's it's just hang tight. Okay, no, March 4th, 2022. All right, All good. Right. Okay, good. So it, it's coming soon. I feel better about my life now. All right, good. Uh, this next trailer uh, is for the movie Black Adam starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, I, made a, I made a joke. Listen, this movie opens up with him can being summoned. Can you call it a trailer? I can call it. Can you call it a trailer? Uh, a teaser? Not a trailer. Teaser. This teaser? It's not even. A, it's a 10-second it's a scene. It's it's not anything. It's a that's teasing. It is, legi- it is legitimately this the promo? Rock saying, "Listen, no, the Rock is literally this is this is what this is." The Rock went to Warner Brothers and said, "Listen, I've been cast in this movie since like 2015. We've been in production for three years. We've been talking about this. I, this is the second DC fandom I'm going to be at, and I still have nothing. No one's seen me in the suit to show something." We can't 
not show anything. I would not be surprised if this little 10-second thing is never shown in the movie because it's probably not in the movie. I guarantee you this is something we said, let's get together, three guys, let's put me in the suit, let's film for a day, add some special effects so that we have something to show. That's what this is. I mean, it looks wonderful. I mean, but so, like, this isn't anything but is this just the, a promo. Right, right. Okay. I mean, it's a minute. This, this is, this is not, this is like, this is, you, this is like a, a, a bumper, like that you show at the beginning of a commercial so, that you're about to unveil something special. Listen, it's a minute. This is the announcement. You know what this is? This is when Apple comes and says, hey, we're about to announce stuff. This is the announcement of the announcement. Hey, we're announcing that an announcement is coming and you're going to be really excited by this announcement, but we want to let you know today that we're announcing the announcement is henceforth coming in the near future. We may have announcements later today as well, but this announcement is announcing the another announcement that we're going to announce two weeks from now. That's what this is. So if it's a minute 20... Right. You go ahead and backtrack that. That all makes sense. No, no, no. That'll stand. It's a minute 20, <laughs> right? It's him being summoned, electrocuting somebody, ominous evil music. Catching a bullet. Catching a bullet. All that cool stuff. I, I made the joke, especially after he literally killed that dude. Was, you know, The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. So it's it's paying off. That is funny. Uh, when it comes right, to that. Good, but good this Did is, you put that on Twitter or but something? But this is cool. This looks nice. I, oh, it looks great. Don't get me wrong. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just want to talk about that. I agree no, with I'm you. I'm just Listen, making sure that you... I agree with you on this. The Rock has been attached to this, announced with this, talking about it for years, and everyone's sitting there just like we are with the Flash movie, which we're going to get to in a minute, going, so is this thing actually fucking happening? Are you all just... Are you all, are you making this movie? This, Did you all change this is your like, mind? This is like, hey, we're, we promise. We really we promise. We are making this we movie. We promise. We put him in a suit. He um, got a lightning bolt on it. Listen, Which, I, by the way, I, hold on, we, oh, no, no, you go on for a no. rant, now I get a rant. Fine, They rant. got to show, hey, we have The Rock. Yes, he's playing a bad guy. Uh, let me show you how he's a bad guy by killing, I would assume, other bad guys. Uh, and, he's not a and bad guy. He's if, he's if the Shazam were the Punisher. He's never been a villain. He's always been an anti-hero. I, I, I have, he is I have a Superman feeling, Namor. I have a feeling... When we finally see him and Shazam meet up, but heads interact. Oh, they will be at odds, Thank but you. that does not mean he's a villain. If Spider-Man and the Punisher are in the same room, Spider-Man and the Punisher are fighting. You don't I, call the Punisher well, a villain. Hold on. I think we can both agree that Marvel would know how to handle that, but DC, not so the much. Listen, well, listen anti-hero. On what show I me see. an anti-hero DC listen, movie. Based on... for Okay, I... And drawing on comic book knowledge. I know you you're are. right from I'm the movie movies. standpoint. All right. Yes. From the movie standpoint, you are correct. But let's let's really get down the brass tacks here. Based on what we saw in DC fandom overall, yes. it does feel like DC's finally getting their shit together. Like it really does seem like, okay, these things are gonna work. And you know why? Because they're focusing on making good movies. They're not worried about the overarching plan right now. Right. Which is what they should have done to begin with, oh, yeah, and they wouldn't be the shit show that they are right now. But I want to say something, please. Um, I, I just saw today. I think it was on Twitter. So we we also saw I, before I move on. I don't have much to say about the Black Adam stuff. It looks great. Yep, he looks great. I just want to see the Rock great. in a suit kill, do some cool shit. Wonderful, gimme. That's all you need to say. We also saw the behind the scenes. 
Yes. We also saw the behind the scenes uh, stuff for Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yes. Not a real trailer, no. but also looks wonderful, right? Yes. Looks delightful. Suit's got an upgraded upbeat. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very upbeat, very fun. It's a, it, it really seems, you know, family oriented because now they're all Marvels. You don't just have Shazam, right? Right. You got Mary Marvel and, and everybody else who I can't for the life of me remember any of their other names. Um, but it looks fun, right? Yes. And then I saw on Twitter someone like put screenshot like a, a Zachary Levi like in the Shazam suit in that behind scenes and, and then The Rock in Black Adam and tweeted it out and said, what the hell is Shazam going to do against this? And then The Rock retweeted it and replied, not a fucking thing. <laughs> I, I thought that was fantastic. I, I, and I, I think – good. You, here's the thing. Like I don't know if The Rock is a huge comic book fan or not. But based on how he's shilling this movie, I think he is. He plays the part very well. He is all in. Like, he's just, this is what we're doing, and I'm super excited to tell you about it. Like, and I, I really appreciate that. I, I also just like, from the sense of uh, of seeing, at least seeing something, right? At least seeing something of this movie to show it exists. It's great to just see mm-hmm. the representation there in that comic book universe, in the DC, just showing, hey, this is going to be a fun trip. We're going to have a really cool cast. The cast is made up of a lot of interesting people who Speaking have of which, a fun story we, to tell. Let's know, go. Did we know Pierce Brosnan was playing Dr. Fate? No, I had no idea. Because I didn't know. I, and I watched that like lead up to the trailer. I was like, wait a second. Pierce Bro- James what? Bond? What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm like really excited for that. Yeah. Give me like Pierce. Yes, give me that. And like then give me a, a Dr. Fate movie. And have Pierce right. Brosnan, like, pass the mantle on to a new Dr. Fate. Like, yes, please. So I want that. Let's talk. Here, here's my plan. Let's talk about the Flash trailer. And then I want to talk. We can talk DC at whole, right? Because they put out a lot of news okay. and a lot what of about stuff. about Peacemaker? Back. So let's talk about the Flash trailer. What about Peacemaker? Uh, the, the Peacemaker trailer? It's everything we knew it would be. Everything yeah, we talked I about. Sure you, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the, it. The peacemaker, the peacemaker stuff was. It looks ex- fun. It looked exactly like, and even that one minute scene. We already got the tone. The eagle's going to steal the show. It's going to be fine. I really think at the end of this, the eagle <laughs> the is scene going where to, the eagle is hugging. It's him. going it's, to steal the, the eagle's the fucking best. And you know what? I know John Cena's just like I know I'm losing that to the eagle. Who gives a shit? You're going to watch my show. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. I'm still yeah. an eagle. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. All right. We were all, everyone was in. Everyone loves John Cena. Everyone was always in for that one, right? So let's talk about the Flash trailer because I, and, and I think there's 275 episodes where we're talking about how this Flash movie has been in development hell for years. Director after director, writer after writer. uh, uh, Problems with the cast, uh, including Ezra Miller. I would love for you to find the first episode where we mentioned the Flash movie was was happening. Probably right. It was was in like 2016. Yeah, so it really was when we started this this show. Yeah, because we started in early 2015. Yeah, like we've been talking about this forever, and and I'm curious about your impression after watching that trailer, knowing that we finally get to see something. I want to know what you thought. So. I want to be very clear. I have no problem with Ezra Miller as the Flash. Sure. I just don't like this version of the Flash that he's playing. I, I can and, and I think that. I was pretty clear about that in the theatrical Justice League as well as 
the Snyder cut. Like I, I, the Snyder cut didn't improve that character for me. He just does not feel right. Right. And again, it's not Ezra Miller. I think Ezra Miller is a a fine actor in the very few things I've seen him in. I, I just haven't seen him in a ton. Um. So it's already got that against it. Right. Like that for for me. Like I, I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, I don't like this version of the flash and the problem is i really really want to well because this just the idea of i'm gonna get to see old man michael keaton batman in a flash movie makes me giddy right right so like and that's and that's kind of the problem that i have with the trailer the thing that makes me most excited about the trailer is the thing i have a problem with from a business standpoint because it makes me feel like we couldn't do a flash movie on their own we couldn't just do a flash movie where he fights reverse flash or captain cold or someone right, right. so we have to bring in michael keaton like we got to bring in this spectacle otherwise you're not going to see this movie. Correct. And that that's kind of, like, like it really shows a lack of faith in this character that they've developed via the Justice League movie. Um to me. Now, I am probably the only person saying and feeling this way about this movie. Everything else I'm seeing online very excited, very great. And and I'm excited too, don't get me wrong, but the thing that the 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 theme of all of the conversation is Michael Keaton Batman Oh, we know Ben Affleck Batman might be showing up in it. Oh, here, like, and there's no conversation about the, the Flash. Flash. Yeah, and like, well, it's his movie, and I have a, <laughs> like, I, I'm just you wanted my opinion here. No, 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 this is it. what I'm butting up against. I, I'm excited. I get, I want to see a full trailer, please. And when you, and that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that the Flash is going to take a backseat in his own GD movie, and if that happens, I'm going to be really upset. Because then, don't call it the fucking Flash. See, this is the call it the, I, multiversal madness. I don't give a crap. The the vibe I got from this was very much one of Captain America: Civil War, where when you're watching that movie, you're like, "Listen, I know this is a Captain America movie, but this is an Avengers movie, right?" It's, but that's the th- yeah. But here's the thing. But, but he, there's a difference. There is. But but the thing that I get with this right is, I, I think you and I, 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 I we we are in agreement of. I don't like this version of the Flash either. But in the trailer, I'm seeing two others versions of that Flash standing right behind him, right? Right behind. You see one. The other person yeah, is the, the Supergirl. But is, is that not the Flash? Is that woman not the no, Flash? No, she's, she's Supergirl. She's Supergirl? No, she's Supergirl. All right, I was unclear on that. All right, well, right behind his shoulder is another version of the Flash, right? So, like, I feel right. like they're giving themselves that loophole to go, okay, listen, we may have put ourselves in a weird position with this guy. We can replace that version. Of, here's this new I don't version like, of the hey, Flash. Hey, I don't like the way that Snyder yeah. took the Flash, or I don't like the way that the writers put Flash in the in, in the Justice League movie where he was introduced. Um, mm. We can tweak with with this. Uh, I I do agree. I think we're going to get mo- – I think we are going to get mostly the Flash in this movie, but we're going to have some other things to kind of – Hey, for we're gonna take an act break from the Flash and let's turn to the Batman show, please. There we go. There now. There's Batman's interacting with each other. Here's the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme, right? Like we're gonna have a moment right, of this right, interdimensional right. thing. But I think this is a movie <laughs> that's gonna become a a quote unquote flashpoint. This is them retconning. This is them fixing things about this character that they don't like, and they're gonna take advantage of this Great. to do that. Just just two things, please. Just do a better Flash movie. No one's going to bat an eye if things change about the character from Justice League because they barely got to know the character from Justice League. Right. 
You don't need to do a huge reboot. Here's the reason reboots exist in comic books. Because the characters are 40 to 70 years old. And there's too much history for you to just do a new issue where someone would act a different way. And not have a bunch of fans be like, yeah, but like 10 issues ago for the past 80 years, he's been doing something different, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. That's why we have the reset button in a comic book universe. We have had a total of five hours with this character. And yes, I've included the Justice League Snyder cut. Yeah. And that's being generous. That is, yes. Because I, I do not. If you, right. If you do a movie where like, okay, we're going to just kind of page one rewrite this guy. Let's change his personality a little bit. Keep the same actor. Let's change the personality. Right. You know, the 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 thing that the Justice League movie did right was, hey, you got the bare bones of his origin. Dad's in prison. Mom is dead. He's becoming a forensic scientist. That's all you need. Yeah. Let's just do a Flash movie. No one would bat an eye. No one would be upset. Right. No one would be like, yeah, but in Justice League, he said this. No, because you can – listen, that could have been the one off day he had. Right, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. It, 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 no one bats an eye, and that's why reboots exist. If you're going to use this movie to reboot this character, I, I, that's the stupidest thing I, I can ever foreseeably see you doing as a studio. So, to Now, if you do it to reboot your universe, also stupid, but I understand a little bit more because right. there's a little bit more movies behind it. Here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you this, and then you're going to be like, oh, my God, you're right. Oh, you're really right. I'm ready. Um. This comes out when? Do we remember? Uh, I can get that for you. Hold on. Uh, it just says in, in production. It just in production. This is the one that says in production. This is the one that says in production. So if we're lucky, 2023. Yes. If we're lucky. Yes. There's a movie that comes out in December that's going to feature multiple versions of a hero that is going to retcon a couple of things, maybe merge some universes together. Sure. That movie just happens to be being released by Marvel, and this is going to pale in comparison. Correct. I agree. To what that movie is going to be. Yes. I'm just, when this movie comes out, we're all going to make the No Way Home an analogy. Yes. And as a result, this movie is going to fail. Critically. <sighs> Critic- oh, critically? Everyone, sure. Everyone will point to this and say, Marvel did it right. Yeah. DC effed it up. Again. And there goes my hopes of an actual Flash movie. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this movie has been in production forever. If you couldn't get your shit together before now, something is seriously wrong. You needed to stop going in this direction of doing Flashpoint. Like, it's the God, the be-all to end-all of all Flash stories. It's a great story. It's not the only great story that he has. Right. Adapt so- something else and do a Flash movie, and you avoid this, this comparison to a Marvel property who has 10 years of history that they get to play with when they do a multiverse story. Right. It makes more sense than the few, the handful of movies that I have from a DC universe story that is going to be a mishmash of, okay, does everybody remember 1980 Batman, 89 Batman? Yes, some of you do. Maybe not. Okay, Cool, we're going to have that in there. So 10% of you get that. Hey, let's make a reference to probably the Christopher Reeve Superman or maybe Dean Cain Superman. Great, 10% of you are going to get that, right? You know, like... Yeah, this this, it, this seems a little bit of... It's uh, not going to be effective. So I'm going to say something that's going to upset you. Are you ready for this? I'm wrong. No, no, no. Sure. No, are you ready? Out of all the DC superheroes that we've been introduced to in this 
Snyder versus DCEU, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? Which is the one that's had the least amount of 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 impact and the least amount of his story really established? I would say it's the Flash. If we're including this, it's the Flash. If we're including the Snyder cut, especially, it's the Flash. Especially, it's the Flash. If you're looking <clears throat> yeah. at your, if you're looking at, I'm your, not upset by that. No, no, I know, no, no, I know you're not. But if you're looking at your your lineup, right? And we just talked about how Black Adam looks like it's doing really well. Shazam and the Batman look like they're telling good stories, right? And they're 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 just telling damn good stories finally, and that's what they're looking well. I think if you are in charge of this and someone just handed you this project and said, you got to save this thing, you look at what's the sacrificial lamb, and the answer is the Flash. We're going to use up his Flash movie to fix. We're just going to start fixing shit right away. And we're going to do a lot of fan service, and we're going to do a lot of retconning, and we're also just going to say fuck it to a whole lot of other stuff. And you sacrifice yeah, the Flash, I, and I know you love the Flash. And I you don't want to see him. You, you know, you know, I love the Flash, and that's why you think I'm going to be upset by this. And, and I don't, I'm not. I, I, I get the, the line of thought here. Removing my love of the character out of it from a just, a, I, I don't know why I always go down this route, but from a business standpoint, I feel like doing pressing the giant red reset button now already is just. But it's premature. Here's the thing: the only is what it is. The only people being reset are 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 Batman, Superman, right. Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and Flash. It's just so five people. Why do? But it's not. But it's not Aquaman because Aquaman two is a direct sequel. I, I understand. Aquaman no, one was huge. No, but what I'm like, saying is Shazam, 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 while while in that larger universe, has been excluded from it. Right? They had the Superman I, Henry I, Cavill thing show up. But I get what you're saying. Right. Here's here's what I'm saying. This can't be a let's hit a reset button on the DCEU. Because for lack of for lack of trying, it's not dead yet. Right. And you've actually had several successful movies that you sh- probably shouldn't touch. Aquaman is their highest grossing movie still. Right. Aquaman 2 is a direct sequel of that. Wonder Woman was great. You whiffed it with 1984, but it's not salvageable. It's it's not like not salvageable, right? I mean. Right. You know, Batman v Superman was fine. It was very well received for the most part. What you're really trying to fix is Justice League, and that's it. Yeah. Like you had some duds in there. Suicide Squad is is a trash, but now you had a good sequel. Yeah. You've saved that franchise. You've saved honestly, like Batman is the best part of all of this Ben Affleck's Batman. Everyone agrees. So you don't need to save Batman. You need to save the Flash. The Flash is the only character that is <laughs> suffering because of the, the terrible mistakes and, that the and, Warner Brothers has made. And that's what I'm saying. Franchise. This is the opportunity to reset that Flash, <clears throat> eat up his movie on fixing things, and then that's it. And and yes, I do agree with you. But we're going to see Spider Man down the line. Things I know, are a mess. but we're going to see Spider Man, and we're all going to be like, Marvel did it better. But let's be fair. We were going to do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm secure in my fandom to know that regardless of what they did in this Flash movie, knowing the developmental hell, I'm bringing that baggage with me going, Marvel did it better. And then I'm going to walk away, right? Like it, it was going to happen. I, I get. Th- so, but here's, but my point is this. If I am, I don't even remember. You, who, the, things have changed so much over there. I can't even tell you who the producers are. I, I don't know who anybody's doing anymore. Anything. Yeah. But if I am the producers, because let's face it, the director, the, the writers, right. they don't have any control over this, right? 
If I am the producers, listen, it's no freaking secret where the Marvel Universe was going, even from the moment Endgame came out. And this movie was still changing hands of directors and writers as little as two years ago. If I see the writing on the wall and I know this is the route Marvel is going, why would I invite that criticism on myself? It's like me entering a botting building contest standing next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and saying, yeah, I got a shot. So I could, I could do this, right? I, I agree with you, and I think we've made that point clear. So let me ask you this question, okay? Let's, let's pivot off of that, and let's pivot onto this. Let me ask you this. Let's talk about the actual trailer. I still haven't actually talked about how, how the, the things I like. Okay, well, then, then tell me that. Okay. I know you have a question, so you, you no, hang no, no. on to that it's, question I would rather talk about the, the back trailer. of your go brain. Go for it. Let's go. Um, so here's the thing. Now that I'm done shitting all over DC, let me talk about the things that I liked about this trailer. Um, I did like the suit. The suit looks a lot better. It, it, it seemed like they got rid of like kind of the armor relook in, in lieu of the more like streamlined, like leathery, I guess. It, look. it reminds me of the um, Power Ranger movie suit. I don't know if you remember those suits from Power Ranger. Yeah, Rangers and I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is our, our Flash or maybe an alternate universe Flash, but that one with like the, the, the string of yellow. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I got to see it in action. Just him kind of standing there, it kind of looks dopey. Um, but it looks good. Obviously, the, the, the back reveal of, of our Michael Keaton Batman, the very... He's doing the voiceover like the entire time, too. Like the he does the voiceover. Love it. Like, dude, love Michael Keaton. Just more of him in everything, please. Um, you know, the, the, I, I like the fact that, like, hey, this is a, a minute teaser, so... We're not going to show you anything. We're right. not going to show you old man Michael Keaton. We're not going to show you the Batmobile. <laughs> we know what's under that tarp. Yeah. But we're not going to show it to you. Um, very cool. I mean, the majority of this trailer, did you notice, took place in the Batcave? Correct. Because yes. even like the, the the giant switch he pulls is the lights for the Batcave, Batcave. in the 1989 film. Yep. So. It's very much like, we shot this. We can share this, right? Yeah, we we it's it's very much like we watch the dailies. We can weeks. let this out in the public. I think we're okay. We're a couple weeks into production. We filmed some scenes in the Batcave. Let's get Michael Keaton in a booth to do the voiceover for lines that probably will never be never in the be movie. Never be in the movie. And <laughs> exactly, will never be in the movie. And you know what? And let's not even we'll have Michael Keaton in the this. cowl. We'll just have a we'll just have a stand in for the cowl. It's just the back of his head. We don't need Michael. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows if that's actually sure. Michael Keaton? It probably could be. I mean, regardless, though, you're right. It is all in the Batcave. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, yeah, sure, I'm excited. But you know, again, my my trepidations are very clear. I'm I'm afraid because I'm excited for the wrong reasons. I'm more excited to see Michael Keaton Batman yes. than I am excited to see a Flash movie. And if that were the case, just give me a Michael Keaton Batman movie. I, like, I, give me Batman Beyond. I, I definitely do agree. Oh God, don't even. I would love that shit. Uh, I definitely agree. So far, well, again, so far the only reactions are Michael Keaton's Batman because, like, just like you said, the whole trailer is in the Batcave. So, like, there's nothing really else yep. to really brag about. Um, so we shall see. There's a lot of baggage coming into this Flash movie, and it's going to be hard to to shed that as it comes out. So we'll have to see. All right, final thing from DC Fandom, uh, and I, 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 they got an announcement that we're going to get Static Shock. If I recall, the announcement was that entire universe is getting its own line of movies on HBO Max. Which, Am I wrong? I, no, I think that's exactly what what I what I kind of took from it. And but I'm not. I'll be honest. Uh, having watched Static Shock during the WB cartoon era, right? That's my only exposure to Static Shock. So I don't know what that means that there's a larger universe coming in. Is and again, on being on HBO Max, I don't know how this folds in. Blah 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 blah. 
What are your thoughts on that? Because I love Static Shock when I watched it. So Static Shock is, it was a great cartoon, right? Uh, Milestone Comics was founded by a uh, comics legend, Dwayne McDuffie, who, who's passed away. Uh, Dennis Cowan, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Michael Davis and Derek T. Dingle. Uh, and, and really, what was this, early 90s, uh, was really about we want to see more representation, right? Obviously, you know, and we've all seen, you know, how successful Miles Morales has been. You know, the 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 things that they have to deal with, very relatable. And so DC, like, kind of acquired this. If, if I recall correctly, my, my history is completely, like, mushy. But DC requ- acquired them, continues to put out the co- comics, um, certain of the, the comics. Uh, there was a hero named Icon under that uh, banner. Um who was probably the other biggest one other than Static, um, Hardware, a uh, couple other heroes that I am not remembering off the top of my head. But it, it is a ripe universe for, hey, let's take some un- generally unknown characters, because to your point, Static Shock's probably the, the biggest of all of them, right? He had his own cartoon for at least two years, at least two seasons, um so so let me under, let me understand this correctly from from again the outside perspective so so it's owned by dc proper but it's not connected to all the other dc stuff right they're correct. they're telling the story about black superheroes and representation in the comic book universe right they had that wonderfully successful because it was it's a fan favorite i, I really know it was static shock show on on wb and now they're saying i, I love that show I, it was a dude and that theme song was great too but that show itself was really good characters and i cared about everybody and now they're saying hey you know we've been sitting on this property let's actually put some of these people into light right and put them on hbo max which i mean let's face it we were kind of skeptical of hbo max when this launched it's a great service man hbo max is great we were and, and they you know really what? turned like, themselves around but now let's get the representation of those people in superheroes let's get more faces more people, more identities on the screen for superheroes, and we're going to do it in a universe that's headlined by a really cool guy. Sure, and and you can't say oh Warner Brothers is you know shoving this on HBO Max type of like mentality because mm, yeah. they shoved everything on HBO Max, right? And HBO Max is full of like, good stuff. It, it's all like Dune, which is probably their biggest property right now this year. Is on HBO Max, so it's not like they're trying to like oh we're going to do this movie to check a box and then kind of hide it on our streaming service, right? It seems like we're going to put this, this is going to be a feature, it's going to be a banner, we're going to make this a big thing. Um, and, and I'm here for it, right? Like, listen, I try to give anything comic book related at least a try, you know, at least one shot, or at least I, I try to watch it. There's so much of it out there, I don't ever get to all of it. But it, it's... I'm excited. I'm at the very least going to make sure I watch a Static Shock movie. And what's really interesting, which is this is such a weird position for me to to be in nowadays, which is I only saw Shang-Chi and Venom in a movie theater and everything else has been at my home. So much so that when I saw Shang-Chi, I was uncomfortable in the movie theater. I did not like being there. And then when I went and saw Venom, I saw it in the far left hand corner of the of the theater by myself on an island. Right. It was still good to see a movie, but like that was not the best viewing experience right now. I am enjoying I just watched Dune last night. I'm enjoying seeing things at home. I cannot wait one day to be comfortable to go back to the movies. But to your point, putting things on HBO Max is not a let's hide it and just say that we did it kind of thing. This is I want to get it in front of the most people right now. HBO Max is how you do that. 
And it's going to be that way for a little bit of time. So I, I am excited to see what they're going to do for this. For a long time. The, the days of the way we we know how movie releases work are, are over. Yeah. Like COVID saw to that. It, it, you're going to see a lot more. One of two things is going to happen. Um, you're either going to see shorter turnaround times. Like I'm talking like 45 days max right. in between we released it in the theaters and now it's in on streaming. Or you're going to see day and date releases, right? Which is what you know one HBO Max has been doing. Yeah. Or you're going to see the Disney model of we're going to release them at the same time, but if you want to watch it at home, you're going to pay movie theater prices for it. I'm fine with all of these options because here at the end of the day, like in order for a movie, let's even say such a Static Shock, which we put in a hundred million dollars to make that movie, let's just put a round number on it. Sure. That movie makes its money back with an opening weekend. Yeah. It's been like that for years. The, the idea of we had to wait five, six, eight months to a year for the DVD or Blu-ray to come out and for it to be available on streaming was a crock because it was like you already – whatever production studio made it made their money back within the first two weeks. Right. And at that point, they were just kind of milking it for as much as it's worth, right? And then we're going to, you know, let it die down. And then we're going to release it on Blu-ray. And then we're going to get more money that way, right? And more clicks that way. Now it's just, it's not that way anymore. Yeah. And so if I'm going to make my money back in the first two to three weeks, sure. After that, put it on streaming. Who cares, right? That's the way the majority of people are going to see this movie anyway, which leads me to like just my biggest pet peeve about this fracking Dune movie <laughs> um, is Denis Villeneuve, who, who has done great stuff, being all pissy pants about the fact that HBO Max put it on streaming. And I cannot – Truthfully, you can say what you want because you've seen the movie. I haven't seen it. No, no, truthfully, I was not going to see this movie at all. And I only watched it because it was on HBO Max. And that's and that's the thing. I would have right. I literally I would have actively made sure I did not go to the movie theater to see this. Exactly. Right. Dune has its audience. But I have I personally have never read the book. I've never seen the David Lynch movie. Right. I've never watched the miniseries. I have zero invested interest. The trailer was not enough for me to be like, I am going to plunk down my $15, $30 and drive my ass to the theater even when there wasn't COVID. Yeah. I was not seeing this movie. Correct. If it's on streaming, I am going to give it a shot. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. And that's my problem. Denis Villeneuve going out there and being pissy pants about the fact that, oh, my movie is meant to be seen in a theater. No. And I'll reference what James Gunn said when everybody was asking him, are you okay with the fact that they put the Suicide Squad straight to streaming? Do you remember what he said? No, did you read he, this? I, I, I did not. What did he say? I'm paraphrasing here, but his quote essentially was, I've never seen Jaws in a theater, yet it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And 90% of people who see my movies are going to experience it at home. I don't care. Right. When they put it out on streaming. And that's the thing. If your movie doesn't work on my 65-inch television with surround sound, then it's a bad movie. Right. Period. If I have to be in front of that 120-foot screen in order to actually get the full experience of your movie, Denis, you fucked up. I, it's a bad movie. I agree. I, I My opinion. I, 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 will, I will say the only thing that I can use for when – 
Nolan and other artists are just like, my movie needs to be in the cinema and not on, a, not on your streaming service. Is is the people who, who watch – and this is where I, I yell at you, moviegoer. All right, listener, if you're this person, I am yelling at you. If you're watching a movie that is a, a grand scale like this for the first time on your phone, you fucked up. This is on you. Like, don't do that. Bad moviegoer. Bad listener. You watch it on TV. Yeah, listen, this isn't fucking Quibi, right? Like, if you're going to watch it, watch it on TV. Right. Don't watch it. But and you know what? But that's a thing, I, right? I agree. People people are experiencing movies in completely different ways now Now that we have streaming. So honestly, some people may be watching it on their laptop. Some people may be watching it on their iPad. And if that's how you choose to enjoy movies, I'm not going to slight you against it. Right? I will. I would probably say, hey, it probably is a better experience on your TV. Maybe even a better experience at home. But if your movie suffers because of that, then that's on the production. That's on you, right. directors or writers and, and producers. Your movie should work no matter what medium I am watching it on. And if it doesn't, then that's a bad movie. So I will be watching Dune at home. And I have been to the theater multiple times outside of just the Shang-Chi and Venom. And I have not felt uncomfortable because I've just happened to be in a very Good sparsely, socially sure. distant theater. But I'm not going to pay money to see this movie. Oh, forget it. I actually have the Regal Pass. I get a free ticket. I'm not even going to drive <laughs> okay. to use right. my free ticket on Dune. I don't know. That's where I'm at with this movie. I know. I don't know how I'm I don't know how I'm segueing. I don't know where this goes. <laughs> I don't you do you do I don't you, know where this goes. Dune. Brian, with static with static shot being announced, Flash, Shazam 2, Black Adam. Uh, the Batman. There, there were, there were obviously so many more announcements in DC fandom. Nothing really happened this week, uh, right? I, I am. I, I want to give you just a, 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 a few minutes. I don't, I don't want the rant. I'm just curious. Was there anything else announced in DC fandom that you think is worth the listener's attention? Yes. And then after that, I'll give you two minutes to give three minutes to give me the state of DC as you see it, if you want, which you've kind of already given. So. so. So I get two minutes to you, you, say, you, t- hey, tell you us that there's any, no time limit. Tell us if there's anything else that was in okay. that we missed. <clears throat> then give me your state of the union at, at at the end of that for three. So there's one thing in DC fandom that was uh, announced, and there was a ton, right? A ton of animated shows, a, a ton of movies, like just so much. We definitely don't have time to cover it all, right? There is one thing that got me really excited, and it is uh, Bruce Timm's new Batman animated adventure. Uh, called Batman Caped Crusader, working with J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and James Tucker on this show. It's a new animated series. They're going to drop it on HBO Max. And the thing about it that gets me, A, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim is, if you don't know who Bruce Tim is, I don't, please. There are a lot of listeners don't who listening. don't know who Bruce Tim is. Give, give, give the, the Okay, short. so if you don't know who Bruce Tim is, Bruce Tim is one of the co-producers slash writers slash creators on the original 1992 Batman the Animated Series which spun into Batman Beyond and Justice League and all of those great cartoons that you've probably have seen and a lot of which oh, he's res- you know partially responsible for Harley Quinn you know <clears throat> he he is this godfather of Batman but he he just he deals with animation but even some of the DC movies you see like the the straight to, to DVD Blu-ray straight to streaming animated films based on comic properties he's at least producing them he may not be writing them or directing them, but he's at least producing. Like the guy, I forget his name. What? You're gonna, you're yelling me. The guy who's like that for Star Wars right now. I forget his name. Who's Dave Filoni? He's like Dave Filoni of Batman. He's, he he is right. Okay, right. cool. 
Just and trying to put it in perspective. He he's finally he's going back to the forefront of doing just a straight Batman animated show. Got J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and James Tucker all helping him producing, writing the show. And what really got me excited is not just the fact that hey, Bruce Tim is doing another show, which is awesome, mm-hmm. right? Great on its in and of itself. Uh, he said this is his opportunity to do the things that he could not do back in the '90s with Batman the Animated Series. And, and he tells stories all the times of, yeah, we wanted to do this idea. We had this story lined up, but the network shot it down. Um, this is his chance. No holds bar. It's going on HBO Max. So listen, like as, as long as it's not like hard X rated, like do you, right? Mm-hmm. He gets to tell the stories that he wants to do. I'm very excited by this prospect. It is a, a complete just removal. It's completely separate. There are no other superheroes. It's just Batman in Gotham doing his thing. Very excited to see it. It's called Batman the Caped Crusader. So there's my thing that you did not mention that I'm very excited for that came out of DC fandom. Now, my feelings uh, on DC hold on, as a whole. I'll, I'll give you the intro to that. Hold on. So okay. So that so now that we, we got that right. That listen, this episode is all DC fandom, right? It's there's so much happening. So I, I finally want to turn this, and you you really kind of you went on this with the Flash movie, and and I know you got strong feelings. So I'm I'm, I'm want to get a a summation of you knowing all these announcements and everything that was that was put out this week. Basically, the state of the union of DC. How do you feel about DC and and what you've seen so far? I'm optimistic. That's that's the the one word I would use is I I, I think you know every cautiously time optimistic or actually optimistic. No, I, I'm actually optimistic. The only thing I'm very cautious about, which I think I've made pretty clear, is the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Everything else, I'm I'm full in. I'm completely on board. And and you know what? Every time. Uh, DC has done a Comic-Con panel. DC has uh, done DC Fandom. There's always been a, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Even like with Joker. And right. like, I, I, I saw Joker. I'm still not like, I've always been on the fence, right? But like, this is the first year where I'm like, it, it feels right. Like, it feels <laughs> like they're finally figuring it out. Um, so I'm all in. Give me, give me all of it. Give me whatever you can. Like, here's the thing. Just keep, Keep focused on let's just do good stuff. Don't worry about connecting it until it makes sense to connect it, and I'm all on board. That's what Marvel did. That's what everybody seems to want to rush the process. Just don't rush the process, DC. You're starting to get things on the right foot, finally. Do you think... Uh, I mean, Marvel is so pervasive within everything that's going on. And I on. know Warner Brothers executives listen to this. So <laughs> right, they, 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 they very much do. I know they, they value our feedback. They have Absolutely. notebooks open right now. I, I mean, don't you know they already hired me because of all the great ideas I have shown uh, over the abs- many episodes? Absolutely. So here's, here's my question. Completely. Uh, yes. This always boils down, and not with us, I'm just saying in, in general conversation, general culture, uh, Marvel better than DC. It's always been Marvel does it better, Marvel does it better, with the exception that we all agree on animated stuff uh, like the the animated series stuff dc has been doing that stuff better than marvel in a long time but what if and things are now starting to track up to, to get a little bit better do you think that that dc needs to step its game up and and try to take down marvel or does dc just need to focus on being the best dc it can be no it, it, it listen even in the co- like it's so easy to pit these people these two companies against each other because they're the two giants of this industry right right any like and Stanley used to make the joke that DC there are distinguished competition right like that that whole like rivalry that's all for show like any other like you know really real interviews that you see 
in these companies, they're all friends. They all know each other. They're all like they're bouncing back and forth. I mean, and I'm talking about the comic books right now, right? Like writers ba- bounce back and forth. Oh, I want to play with Spider-Man. Let me go to Marvel for a couple of years. Oh, now I'm going to write for Batman for a couple of years. Hell, James Gunn bounce back and forth. Right. It's a very healthy. It's a healthy competition. It's not competition, but it's it's healthy, right? It's right. still you know, hey, let's have some fun. It's like, hey, you know, let's play some backyard football. I bet I you know can beat you at whatever sports ball that I want to play. What have you? Anyway. Sports analogy, not my thing. Yep. Um, my point is this. DC, I don't know if the movie, the movie studio system is very similar. And it feels like it feels like it's not about I want to crush Marvel. It's about I just want a little piece of the Marvel money. I want a little, I want a little of that in my life, right. right? I don't think Warner Brothers, even when they were doing their crappiest movies, were thinking we're gonna we're gonna outclass Marvel with this. I think they're just, this is what's hot right now. Yep. I want to do it. I want some of that money for us. And fine. But if you screw it up, you're not going to get that money. So just do it right. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. People will show up. Fans will show up. Um, So, you know, just do it. Just concentrate on doing what you do best. There are things about the DC characters that are way better than Marvel. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that that will uh, allow them to do way different things than what Marvel is doing. Do that. Right. Find what makes find what makes these characters different and lean into that. You, and the best thing. The, go ahead. Uh, uh, well, as part of that, do you think uh, with the Flash problem aside, right? Let's toss that aside. Uh, sure, the sure. Batman, Black Adam, Shazam, Static Shock. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're le- you think they're leaning into that message? Yes, and that's why I feel pretty good about this year, right? So like. When I was working at the comic book store, like the the biggest thing that I heard a lot is like, "Hey, when I was in when I was a kid, I was really into Marvel. Then I grew up and I started collecting DC, and that seemed like the trend. It was for me right. the same thing, right? I still love Marvel, and that's not saying Marvel is for kids, but the analogy when you put up the Avengers books next to the Justice League books, right, is the Justice League is like a, a military. They're an army. Right. They they have a watchtower that they just assemble in every once in a while. The Avengers had a mansion where they lived together, and they were a family, right? And that's really kind of the difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel is most certainly going to have some really hard-edged stories, really serious stories sometimes. I mean, we have an entire character who's motivated by the guilt of his uncle dying. Like, it's not that they're not doing heavy stuff. Right. But they've always been the more positive of the two. They've always been more of the family-oriented. Right, yeah. Inspirational, hopeful, that kind of stuff, right? Whereas DC does have that, but they have – it's way – it feels more adult. Yeah. So we'll sit here and we'll joke dark and gritty, dark and gritty – that is kind of what the DC monolith is. With the exception of Shazam, which, which does have that one right. bit of Marvel hope so, in it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm not sitting there saying make everything dark and gritty, but like it feels like with Black Adam, definitely way more serious tone there, right? Like yeah. MFR is getting electrocuted to the bone, right? Even with Flash, like Flash is, is a, even though he's a positive, hopeful character, at least in the comic book, He's dealing with the death of his mom and constantly trying to reverse that, right? You have Batman who is Batman. He's the definition of dark and gritty, right? Yeah. Like, 
So sure, like I'm not saying lean into it, but accentuate the fact that the world that you live in is a little bit more dark when you're talking about DC than when you're talking about Marvel. The the thing that I came, and the reason I asked, right, the thing that I came away with after listening to us talk about Fandom, as well as just like my own impressions after watching is, I, I feel like DC, this year in particular, just kind of said, I, we're not in this, are we better than Marvel conversation anymore. We, we don't want to be part of this. We just want to make good shit. And that Batman looks like it's great, right? Hearing Static Shock sounds awesome. Black Adam looks like it's its own cool storytelling world. And Shazam is that one thing where just like, hey, take your kids to go see a comic book movie. And you don't necessarily have to like worry, worry, right? Like, we'll have some fun. We'll get the lightheartedness out of the way. And Zachary Levi's a fucking national treasure. So go check him out. So this year seemed to be like DC had a direction this time where before it was, ah, here's Joker, we'll try it. Uh, here's this, yeah, we'll go there. Uh, animated stuff will be dark, but this one will be light. We'll do Killing Joke, but it will have this weird scene. And da-da. We got it, right? And now it seems like they have a direction and a control underneath it that's going some places. And and unfortunately, from from my perspective and the, my and with my 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 nerdism, right? I don't care about the DC Comics storyline. I don't care about the Marvel comic stuff. I consume my my DC and Marvel through TV and movies, and which is sure. a majority of, of what they do. But I feel like this is a better DC this year. Like someone sat down with them and said, "I know we got these other things that are connected." But da da da. Can we? It can feels we, like can whatever we set a compass happened. north and go, and, and it looks like that they did. Yeah, it, it it feels like some something changed. And we we talked about this what a couple months ago. There were, there was some sort of shakeup in the hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels like we're finally there. And that's the thing, right? That's what we've been begging for. What we want. I don't care if your movies are going to be just super dark. Just give me a direction. Yes. Right? Like, commit to something and just go for it. Don't sit there and be like, oh, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. And just focus on making good movies. Don't focus on connecting everything. Like, Marvel wasn't even focused on connecting everything until Iron Man was this huge hit. They and they were like, oh, it. crap, we can, we can do something. They completely fell into <laughs> it. This wasn't the plan. No. That stinger, like that stinger with Samuel Jackson was a joke. joke. Yeah. It was a fun thing where Sam Jackson just happened to be in town that day. And John Favreau said, wouldn't it be funny? Right. And they did it. And now, like, this is what we've got. Yeah. Right. So, like, it wasn't, it wasn't playing. And, like, so, what what Marvel did was like, hey, these are the characters that we have left. Let's just tr- – because we've already – we've optioned out Spider-Man. We've optioned out X-Men. We've optioned out Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider, Daredevil. Like they got rid of some of their huge heavy hitters. They're like, well, let's try an Iron Man movie. Why the hell not? Iron Man, who was a C-list, D-list character at best, is now one of the biggest and right. just as recognizable as Superman, just as recognizable as Spider-Man. Yeah. Never would I have ever seen the day. Like, you asked 18-year-old Brian, hey, do you think that every kid on the street is going to be wearing an Iron Man t-shirt and a Black Panther hoodie and stuff like that? I'll be like, no No way. Oh, do you think Robert Downey Jr. will be leading a franchise? How about you go fuck right off, right? Right. So, so like, my point is this. Like, this wasn't wasn't some grand scheme. And, And the thing that DC screwed up and that every other movie studio who wants to do their own little connected universe keeps getting wrong, Dark Universe, (laughs) <laughs> is putting it out there like we're going to create this giant expansive franchise. Here is your entire like here's your Justice League assemble the 7. Here's all of this and it's all going to be connected. It's all going to be awesome. Isn't that wonderful? And they just shove it down your throats and then they whiff it because they did a shitty movie. 
And instead of focusing on, hey, we're going to do this really great mummy movie, or hey, we're going to do this really great Batman movie or Superman movie, they want to push the narrative of we are the next Marvel Universe. And the problem is they want to rush to the finish line. They're, they, they, you don't. You got to put in the work. You've got to focus on the individual characters first. Rant oh. over. I'm sorry. Like this <laughs> no, is just when Brian rants the episode. The the final thing I, I do want to talk about because I, I cannot let this go uh, any other. It's w- the final trailer. Yeah. Uh, out of DC fandom, we did get one other trailer that I think was was really important to see, and I'm going to preface this right with. I have never played you mean outside of DC fandom. That's what I say. Inside. I thought you said out of. Oh, yeah, I got what you mean. Because it's not. It's not, no, it's out, not of out of DC of, right. fandom. It's, it's so completely not. separate from DC fandom. We had Correct. one more trailer. There you go. It's the final trailer. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, we I, and I want to preface this with: I have never seen, nor played, or have any education on the Uncharted franchise. And we got a trailer oh, get another for rant. the movie. And you're gonna get another rant. I'm warning you right now. I don't want to rant. I don't want to rant. We're at a, we're get, at no, an hour twenty, one. and that includes my bathroom break. I, I don't feel like you're gonna get another rant. Do I want to save this for next continue. week? No, no, no. Because we're it's not gonna be a minute rant. Have, Just, oh, all right. Uncharted came out. Typically, yeah. in my experience, in my existence here on planet Earth, when there's a video game movie. Right, That's a movie based off a video game, garbage, most of the time. I know you disagree with this opinion. I know Josh disagrees with this opinion. It is my opinion, and I will I will ride it till I die. This looks fun. This looks cool. And from the trailer, this looks like that I don't have to know everything about this video game in order to appreciate it, but I get something extra if I do. And that is what needs to be done when we do these things. I shouldn't have to play. I shouldn't have to read your book. I shouldn't have to play your video game. I shouldn't have to watch the TV series to understand the movie. I am excited for this. It looks really cool. And all my friends who are familiar with this franchise are talking about how accurate so far everything seems to be. But I'm just saying from a a, a movie standpoint of finding buried treasure without Nicolas Cage, I'm excited for this movie. Now, Mr. Thornton, I understand that you have a, another rant uh, about about this trailer. Yeah, because I I have played. I so have played so all, I will now four yield the floor to games. another Brian rant on on this trailer. Go. Ahead. I mean, it's not it's not a, it's not a bad rant, but I have played all four Uncharted games. It's actually one of my favorite series. Um, it's funny because last time we recorded, I talked about my other favorite series coming out with the movie Resident Evil. Um, that actually looks amazing as well. Uh, I'm really excited for this movie. I think this movie is going to be great. I think you do this right. Uncharted lends itself to this model, right? And and what I'm and I'm about to explain what I'm talking about. The model of the games have a very particular story. There's four main games. There's a couple offshoots, but there's four main games. Each game is essentially it's like a, it's like a giant Indiana Jones adventure, right? right? Yeah. Hey, there's this thing. We're gonna go find it. Supernatural shit happens along the way. People are shooting at us, but we get through it, right? We, that's that's the game. We end with the thing in my hand, and we go right. on to the next adventure. And, or, or maybe not in my hand. Maybe I right. have to give it up to for the greater good. Like that, that it's very Indiana, very Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Jones, and that's what 
it's what everybody latched onto in, in this game series. But yes. there was this overarching story of the characters, right? And the character of Nathan Drake and his relationship with Elena. That And like all of those things sure. were very solidified and they got all got taken care of by the end of the quadrilogy, yeah. right? I am so happy we're getting an Uncharted movie that is not, we're just going to try to cram the first game into a two and a half hour movie. Right. That doesn't work. Like, it's never worked. And that's why you get shitty video game adaptations is because we try to take something that is 40 hours sometimes, depending on the game you're playing. But an Uncharted game will take you 10 to 12 hours. We're trying to take a 10 to 12 hour story and shove it into two and a half. And with that, shit gets lost and you miss things. The relationships aren't as solidified, right? So this is great because what this does is says to me, the games still exist in this universe. We're just telling a story way before you, you've ever picked up the first Nathan Drake adventure. Because by the time you're playing Uncharted, Nathan Drake has been friends with Sully for years. They have all sorts of inside jokes that they are like, hey, remember that time in Budapest? Kind of like, you know, Black Widow and, and right. Hawkeye. And like, you don't know what they're talking about, but like you said, oh, these guys have been friends for a while. Correct. Cool. Show me the story where they meet. Show me the story where... Sully says, hey, you've got an eye for this. Come with me. Let me take you on some adventures. I love it. And then, yeah, give me give me some little little hits, right? Like the there's the one woman in this trailer whose name I forget, but she's in Uncharted 2. I'm like, oh, that's the chick from Uncharted 2. Awesome, right? Um, give me the little hits of the scene at the end of the trailer where he's like hanging Coming out of the, the cargo airplane. plane. Yeah, I saw that was that's ripped directly from the game. Correct. Yeah, you you play that in Uncharted Three, sure. I think. Like stuff like that. Give me recognizable scenes, and then just tell me your own story. Like this yes. game series, you need to do that. Otherwise, you're just messing with something that's pretty perfect. Honestly. Um, I'm excited. I love Tom Holland, um, not just because he's Spider-Man. I think he's just a really great actor. Um, and I think he he absolutely is. Nathan Drake is this 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 character. He's the he's the he's like a mixture of John McClane and Indiana Jones. And what I mean by that is he is the everyman who is muttering to himself, Oh, come to LA, get together, have a few laughs. Right. Like he's that guy, but he's also like the Indiana Jones of, well, when I'm thrown into a situation, I'm gonna th- I I can throw hands right. if I have to. Yeah. Um he's the everyman kind of kind of guy. He just happens to be really smart and really good at what he does. Um I, I think Tom Holland's great. I think he's gonna be wonderful and to have that kind of relatability to his character. Mark Wahlberg, sure. <laughs> I I would have much rather like and, and I know the internet's already said this. I would have much rather Bruce Bruce Campbell uh, in this I, role. I, Here's the thing. It, Again, I know nothing. I know nothing about this franchise. It's like tailor made for him. I know nothing about the franchise, but I saw that guy on that boat and went, Chris Campbell would be great for this. I don't know anything about this yeah. character. I just got the vibe, right? Uh, yeah. So, and uh, this is not a slight against Mark Wahlberg in, in any way. I just, I remember when I was playing the game thinking, you know who would be really great in a movie version of this? Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. He's, um, I think Bruce Campbell should be in. Any movie. That's that's why. Well, I mean, yeah, he should be Spider-Man in more movies. movies but his, more movies for Bruce Campbell. That, that aside, like, I'll get over it. Mark Wahlberg's a fine actor. Sure. Gimme. I, I think it's going to be great. I'm very excited. Yeah, When's I, this come out? I don't I don't know. All right, I'm pulling it up. Hang on. Comes out. Yeah, I do remember when Tom Holland was announced for this. And, and I know we don't have a solid release date for this movie yet. 
but this is and and this is what I know other other companies want me to do when they when they announce properties like this. This is the one thing I'm like, maybe I should pick up a PlayStation before this comes out because I don't have one and I've never played these games. Maybe mm. I should. Maybe I should pick it up and just yeah. see if what I can get and get a good gameplay out of it. So Sony, you're you're winning in, in this in this department. So very excited. All right, nerds. Uh, this has been uh, an absolute treat, Brian. It's been, it has been uh, seriously. I know you got some rants in there, but I really enjoyed talking about what DC has laid out for us for the next coming years. As uh, long as you enjoyed the rants, that, that's what matters. And, I, and I'm excited to see what what happens to it later. So, thank you, listener, so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood, your drive to work, or whatever it is that we are in your life. If you'd like to give Brian more ideas how to ruin the intro to this. Uh, wonderful show uh just send him a tweet actually send me the tweet to send to him because he's not going to read it at that kind of I, I don't actually or, i i can't tell you the last time i opened my twitter or that kind of nerd podcast on instagram we will talk to you later and we will see you on the next episode well welcome to the club because you are that kind of nerd <laughs> what you got there brian that looks like a soda stream it is a soda is stream a i seltzer? got a soda stream it's a seltzer. See, the soda stream lets you make your own seltzer. It's, a, it's very delightful. So what flavor did you whisper into your seltzer there for your soda stream? Oh, uh, you see, uh, that's the beauty of the soda stream. I don't whisper the flavors. I put as much flavoring as I want in and zero calories. Let me ask you a question. Is it okay that I'm the old Jewish woman and you are the old Jewish woman? Have we crossed the I line if we both I th- do I th- it? I don't know if there's a line with this. Because I know. Anyway, I put mango in. Okay, a little mango's mango. very delicious. Right, little mango. What mm-hmm. else? Is that it? Just your mango? Just the mango. Just a little, a little water. Some water. You carbonate it, and then a little mango. Hey, look at it's you delicious. getting all seltzerish and getting all. It's delightful. Testy with. And your now I don't have cans all over my house. You know. Yeah. What? So I, I do that. You'll, you'll love this. Little story times. Um. I forget what we were talking about, but I was talking about the seltzer and I did it. And and like, I just do it automatically now. Thanks to you. I just go into the, into the voice right. and, and my wife, my lovely wife, Cassandra looks at me and she's like, why do you go like full Yenta whenever you start talking about your seltzer? I'm like, cause you have to, it's the seltzer. It's Let's very delightful. Go! Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so, so like, good. 